Gut. Oh, ein Mittel. Yes, we are live on the Women Agenda uh, podcast channel on YouTube and also on live on the Twitter handle uh, on Twitter. We have a special guest, uh, Angeline Chang. A very you, if you've been following her, which I'm sure a lot of people have been, she's a very very famous pianist, uh, Grammy Award winner, uh, a doctor in music. She's doing loads of stuff on there. Angeline, how, how are you today, first of all? Thank you so much, Raj. It's great to be here. And hey, everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and uh, so if if I can ask you, first of all, uh, regarding, uh, I, I think you've, you've, done, you've done this for quite a long time now, being a pianist. Mm -hmm. uh, so how, how did it first begin? How it first began? Oh my goodness. So it was a little bit by accident. Uh, right. Yeah. My story really is um, sort of one by precocious nature. I was, I'm still a very curious person. I love to learn about the world, but um, my, my parents, my, our, our family, they were invited to a um, rather formal dinner and, you know, grown-up type of uh, dinner at, at somebody's place, and it was a very nice place, and I was quite young, I'd say probably about four years old or so, and I just couldn't sit still, and I just roamed around, roamed around, roamed around while the adult, adults talked, and then I came upon the music room. I didn't know what that was, never saw anything like that in my life, this big black thing that what I know today is a piano, but it's like, what is that? And the, the host... Uh, of the house. She um, she uh, was a composer, musician, music teacher, and she sat me down, played a little something, had me play a little something. And the rest of the night, I was like my parents had hoped, in my name, Angeline, a little angel. And so they thought, oh, this is wonderful. This is what she's looking for. And uh, that's how it happened. Uh, my, my parents never forced me to practice it was it was something that i just love to do and i just kept on doing for the rest for since basically mm -hmm. yeah so i got wow. started yeah yeah I, well it, it is i mean um so you you've uh, so how, how long has it been how long have you been doing this yeah it's been quite some time decades now but um mm. and i have to say it's really because of that early start and my teachers like i had mentioned my, my parents didn't don't really know that much about the field and yeah. it was te my teachers and they and just the encouragement and interest that that came along with that and that's why it encouraged me not only to become a performer but also a teacher, an educator myself. So that's how I got started in it. And that's what's kept me going because it's not just about, I, I know that I wouldn't be where I am today without my teachers and, and all the people who I've stood the, on the shoulders of. So that's where uh, it's been a big mission for me, not only to pay it back to my teachers, but pay it forward to the next generations. 
Yeah. Yeah. To help to help then then the the next generations in uh, being a pianist. So so how 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 many albums? I mean, what what I've checked online, I, I don't know if this is updated or not. It was saying they were talking about your your solo your solo album. So is this your first album, or, or have you released uh, more than one one album? Mm -hmm. So I I've performed uh, quite in quite a few different types of of uh, let's say solo is one chamber music is another a soloist with orchestra for example and um, I'll tell you about the the Grammy recording which is really special to me and it relates to what I just told you earlier about how I got my start and how teachers are very important to me well the recording is of of uh, work by a teacher of mine, um, an eminent composer named Olivier Messian. Olivier Messian and his wife, they were my teachers when I was at the Paris Conservatory or the Conservatoire right. National Supérieur de Musique de Paris in France. And so there it was, it was really special not only to win a Grammy, you know, actually, I don't know if you know this, but I am the, uh, as a classical pianist, the first American woman to have won a Grammy. And also the first, yeah. first pianist of Asian descent too. So it's like very special, but it's not just that that was special. It was what for what it was for. And for me, that was paying tribute back to my teachers, those who, who gave so much to me. And so for me, it was a way of honoring them as well. So that's what made it especially special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, 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 where where do you um, get the insp inspiration? So you've released uh, you've released how many solo albums have you released? Uh, I've uh, re well recently. I've been doing a lot of things that are not released, actually. So a lot of live performance, and there's yeah. some things that may be coming out soon as well. But um, in the past, it's been it's been. Um, I've done a lot of private collections as well. So a lot of it is, uh, um, it's forthcoming, but also there's a, there's a bit of surprise element as well with it. So um, yeah, I'll keep that under wraps for now, but maybe at, at the next episode, I might be able to show you something. How's that? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, I, and I'm sure it's going to get updated on, uh, which is, uh, which, which, you, which you put on the, uh, AngelineChang.com, which which is actually your website, uh, official website, uh, which 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 everyone can get information about your, your music and your recent releases, uh, and and uh, you've also uploaded a uh, lots of uh, information on there about um, your upcoming projects and uh, lots of stuff. So it's a very de detailed website, which is a uh, which you've launched on there. Oh, thanks, Raj. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no worries. No, that's that's funny because I, I I was checking the website and I could see there was lot, lot lots of detail. So so tell us about uh, uh, how did you how did you get the Grammy Award uh, nomination first of all, and how did that how did that become? Oh well, um, the details. It's it's a. Well, I have to tell you, it was uh, it was not something that one can always, let's say, plan to be nominated and and yeah. win and all that, right? So it's really um, a, a pure recognition, which is which is 
ultimate because these are people who are in the same field in the industry with you who are are giving their stamp of approval now the process basically there are many different ways if those you know, listeners who are interested in in uh, submitting, which is different from a nomination for Grammys. Now, um, we just had the Grammys not too long ago, uh, over this past weekend, um, and how that works generally is there are voting members. Uh, so, to qualify as a voting member, you'd have to have uh, some um, specific uh, professional uh, achievements in the field. Okay, and then. Um, so, so basically, they're all uh, voting members that are in there. And to uh, after submission, whether that be from a label, um, folks who might be voting members, or somehow uh, recognized uh, a recording for being worthy of submission, it's submitted into the process and be and is considered. So, for example. Um, if if you have a recording and um, you're interested, or if I, I, I do this a lot too, I, I hear some great works from my friends and I think, you know, this really needs to be submitted. I, I would submit that on, on their behalf. Then after that uh, submission process, it goes through some vetting to make sure it, it upholds to the requirements that are stipulated uh, and it's in the right category, et cetera. Then uh, the general body, they vote for the, 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 the possibility of being nominated Usually it's about the top five that get nominated. And then from the top five nominees, then a winner is selected. And so it goes through different stages. And that's how the process, in a nutshell, how that works. So, um, and the thing to keep in mind, this is not necessarily, let's say, the popular vote, but people in the industry. So it might be, um, one might be surprised from, let's say, a person who might be following a music that might be very popular, but from a professional standpoint, there might be some other elements that might be listened for. So, um, right. you know, so production wise is, is a category. Uh, there's in production uh, producers, engineers, there are different genres, uh, different aspects that uh, folks, folks, folks listen to. And my category was best instrumental soloist. So it's very specific to, um, what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's, it's a massive achievement being the first Asian to win a Grammy Award winner. Uh, that's, that's such a massive achievement. Achievement. So where does your inspiration come from when, you, when you're creating your music as a solo artist? Where, where does inspiration come from? Mm, you know, I have to say it all comes from, really comes from the heart really does. If you notice, music among all the arts is the most immediate and penetrating. It can just uplift you in a second, right? And it can really, yeah. in, in the down days, it's like, it's, it's the, it's, it's great therapy, right? So um, it's, it's something that I think has moved me so much. When I discover something that I feel that can benefit others, or it really resonates and speaks to me, I want to share that. And that's how it comes, how it comes for me. So it's not just about certain genres or certain composers or certain, certain, um, let's say, types of music. For me, it can be the whole gamut. It's, it's not limited to one aspect or another. And when I listen to music or discover music, 
those are things I look for where how how it touches me and it doesn't mean that it has to be only a genuinely oh a long mel melodic line or just something that's very traditional and catchy sometimes it can be very intellectual and, and stimulating for the mind and something that's put together in a certain way that hmm gives you an idea of oh something totally different but in the end for me it's about even if it's for music for the mind it's still something for the soul, for the heart. And how do we combine that to make it so it's not just uh, something that a robot can do, right? So it's something that is human, right. human spirit. That, that for me is is what's most important. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because mu music helps people uh, relax and, uh, you know, something which people can enjoy, Carter, really. Um, so, so, so what, what, so you, is it any type of music? I mean, what's the main music you, you do? What is the main music? Well, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, my, I guess you could say the main music that I do would be classical, Western classical music officially, but, um, that is also very broad in itself too. So it's not that I would specialize only in playing works by, um, let's say, Bach or Baroque, classical, romantic, or even to or even contemporary or, or new works of music. But I'm open to all sorts of music, and I'm every time I travel somewhere, I always make a point of immersing myself in the local environment musical environment and understanding more about well we can really connect with the different cultures that way and and in connecting with different cultures so to speak we find ourselves even more deeply and so for me it's not about it's not about certain genres even though that's what i do but i work uh very openly with other genres one thing that was really surprising to me when i went to the the grammys for the first time and this is when i was nominated uh and everything is exciting and i was thinking oh i'll be a fish out of water because i do um classical music and usually when you watch the grammys you see what's on tv and it's just a handful of categories which is like the the most popular let's say pop music primarily and 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 what's great for prime time what people don't know, no. yeah, what people don't know is that classical music is actually among the largest genres in the Grammys. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, like, really? Yeah. Because there, there are hundreds, centuries of, of, of uh, amount of music that's, a, that's, that's covered, basically, for Western classical music. But there's also, uh, uh, when I went there, what was surprising to me, even more than just discovering that, oh, classical music is really big, is that when I went there, there was a sense of real camaraderie and mutual respect among, among the musicians that it's like, ah, oh, there's a mutual understanding regardless of genre. That was surprising to me because I thought, oh, you know, pop musicians are like this, jazz musicians like that, you know, there's not that divide. There wasn't that, that I experienced from my own personal experience it was like really unified it was one community one one sense of hey of belonging and 
that's really magical because you don't see that on TV. You don't see that elsewhere, but except for, you know, behind the scenes type of thing. It's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. And the other thing that's amazing about the Grammys is it's not just the show that you see on TV. What really attracted me after I learned about the Grammys, after being nominated and then and winning was in what's most more gratifying is how they have foundations and outreach for music education. They even have something um, called the Entertainment Law Initiative where they help uh, people who represent musicians and music makers. They have wings that help musicians in need. Uh, I, I was part of some, some initiatives that helped well, we had some hurricanes in the United States and that, that musicians lost their instruments, their livelihood. People don't think about that. They just, you know, it's like, yes, it's devastating. But but sometimes these instruments are hard to replace. They're expensive. And so a lot of these, these or the, the, the wing under the Grammys, it's called Music Cares, this foundation, they care about the musicians. They help musicians in need in that sense, to help them get back um, on their feet at the time they, they really need it. So a lot of beautiful things out of the Grammy organization that doesn't necessarily meet the eye that people don't hear about every day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, that's very interesting, guys. Because who, who would have thought the classical music would be that big uh, unless, you, unless you, you know, uh watch or you know or know a lot about classical music you you wouldn't you wouldn't have guessed that uh, even i wouldn't have guessed the classical yeah. music would be that big as a genre yeah. and, i didn't uh, even know that yeah, <laughs> yeah wow that mm -hmm. is that is that is that is actually amazing that is um mm -hmm. so who who was there any role model was there any inspiration when you were growing up when you were learning the, being the piano was yes. anyone? Oh yeah, absolutely nice. I'd say a big part of it, as I had mentioned earlier, yeah. are my teachers. Absolutely, my teachers, because um, they were role models in the sense of not just how to play the instrument, not just how to make music, but really connecting. And I was very fortunate in that because sometimes. Um, we might think of teachers as being, oh, taskmasters and just doing this and that. So there's a, there's a place for that. But what I experienced most was the joy of music making, of the connection of making music. Not just, okay, did I get the right notes in the right place? That You yeah. know, getting the right notes in the right place is important so that you can actually express what's inside. That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely, def definitely, definitely, ab absolutely. And and I've li I listened to some of the, uh, and watched a, a, a clip uh, on your website, and it, it was very interesting. Uh, it's interesting music. I, I will say I'm the biggest uh, watcher of classical music, but uh, but I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Um, well, thank you. Appreciate uh, that, Raj. It is, it is, and because I, even though I listen to just a couple of music, I still I still respect any type of music, and and uh, mm -hmm. I try to listen if if I can get the opportunity, then I do try to listen to the other types of music as well. 
which is always which is always good to broaden yourself, you know. And, yeah. And uh, and wanted to mention about uh, you, you're doing st stuff uh, through your through um, keyboard uh, wellness seminars. You're doing are, are these in Texas and uh, you're helping uh, students down there. Oh, yes, in different places and now online mm -hmm. as well. So really having a, a broader reach, not everybody has to come in live and we can um, we can really help folks. And you'd be amazed that how long this has been a pervasive issue for musicians. But most people don't know that also that just like sports athletes, Musicians can get injured too, and yeah. but it's it's a lot of times unlike sports it might not be as obvious or you know a lot of times musicians might be afraid to voice that because um, they might be afraid that their next gig their livelihood might be hindered because of people thinking that they might have some injury. That's that's why a lot of times these injuries go not only unreported, but sometimes I don't think it's as developed uh, as it could be as far as tools that can help can help help uh, help musicians. So I'm a pianist, right. not an opera singer actually, but a pianist. Um, but um, I, I, I thought you were an opera singer myself. <laughs> No, no, you know, no. There's... You know, you know when I contact when, when I contacted you, and and I think on there it said opera singer, and I really? thought, yeah, and I, it said, I'm sure it said opera singer. That's that's why I thought you were opera singer from oh, that. Oh, really? It's, uh, it's, yeah, should say pianist, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's okay. Um, but you know, opera singers have injuries too. But one of the things that I they do, do, they do, yeah, absolutely, they do, they do, and a lot of it has to do with alignment alignment you know you can think of opera singers you, you hardly ever see any opera singer that's you know hunching over and, and singing right or having bad posture there's a reason because that's their instrument and to really get the 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 volume that they they need to project or to really feel okay there has to be a sense of everything in its place and being as optimal as possible same thing when we work with our hands and that's that's what I, I mainly do, uh, even though the general whole body holistic um, being, but uh, primarily with pianists, it has to do with the hands or hands, finger, hands, arm, you know, all this this apparatus. But a lot of times people think that we only use our fingers, but that's not completely true. We have to uh, use it interdependently with the rest of our bodies and it, it should be in a coordinate fashion so that not one area is too burden over another. So that's basically a summary. But um, so what I do is I work with uh, professionals and students of all levels so that they can really be able to feel comfortable playing the instrument, not only comfortable, but alleviate injury so they don't get injuries if they they haven't had any but if they do then rid those performance related injuries so they can really have virtuosic technique play whatever they want so they can express what's inside their their hearts that's my goal and i've been thrilled that it's it's 
gotten a lot of success for folks. And I work very, very quickly and efficiently because I have a real good eye for those things. And even online, it's like how quick I've had some students who they're, they're professionals. And for decades, I mean, decades, not just one or two you know, hours of practice or months or years, but really decades not being able to play a certain passage. And so they would shy away from playing that entire piece. And then so it's quite typical that that when we have our sessions, a student will come and we fix it just like that, just with a few principles that's enlightened for them. And it's lasting, too. They, they understand the principles. They feel it. And it just opens the doors, just opens the doors. No more pain and just ease when they're play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 so that's 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 what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna ask you actually uh, about that. So, so that's that's how you help the students. Um, uh, and so, so are are you able to help the student as much as you would do if you were seeing them in in person, or, or is there a little bit of a difference what you can do with them? Oh, I'd have to say sometimes it's even better. You know what's better yeah. about it? Yeah. yeah, it's like you can put the camera right on top of the hand in different angles different spots you can see even better than live yeah in person wow. it's it's all live but in person as opposed to to over let's say um online uh remotely so many aspects it's even better even better mm -hmm. so because because obviously those students like yourself they, they're playing the piano and they're, mm -hmm. they're doing it, they're practicing nearly every day. And that probably does take its toll, um, like you said, on injuries as well, uh, especially on your fingers. Um, yeah. so how, 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 do you, how do you prevent that then? How do you, how, what kind of prevention would you, do you advise them and, and yourself? What, yeah. what, do you, what would you do? Absolutely. And you know what? It's not just about the repetition. It's yeah. about It's about repeating, let's say, in a with a bad posture or with a bad with some technique that's not the most efficient and i'll give you uh, one one tip and basically it's to keep things from going to extreme ranges of motion okay um meaning well let's try this little experiment right now okay so let's say a lot of a lot of um piano players they or even people who type try this like if you're going to go like this like, just use your fingers like that. You can try it with me, Raj. See which is more comfortable. Going like this. Right. Okay. Or going like that. Opening it up a little bit. Which is more comfortable? Like, if probably you're doing... The, probably the opening. Uh, yeah, the opening. The opening more. versus the curl, yeah. right? But so many people are taught to curl. And they overcurl their fingers like that. Yeah. You know? And it's like, just something simple like that can make such a huge difference. Such a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It 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 does it does it does it would make a difference, especially for someone who's um, uh, even even for yourself. I mean, uh, obviously, you probably are careful because you do so much uh, using the piano on mm -hmm. an everyday basis because it's a it's a career. So, is this is this is it a full time career now? Is 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 a oh yeah, it's yeah. it's it's what I do. It's my profession. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, how did you become a professor in music? Uh, how did how how did that happen? How did it happen? Um, 
Well, uh, uh, what aspect do you mean? Like how how I decided to become a professor, or the yeah, the, the how, steps how, how did, how, yeah. How how did you decide first of all to become a professor? Oh, how I decided? Oh, well, it goes back to what I mentioned earlier, which I guess yeah. is the theme of today. It's because because my teachers played such a huge role in my my career and upbringing and my career and, and successes that I wanted to do that for the next generations too, to really make a deep impact. And so for me, it's about education, education through education and public service in that sense. So to really serve so that we have progress in this world. So it's not, uh, so there might be some performers who just perform and they don't really teach. Um, but for me, it was very important to pass, pass down what I learned and really create the best out of people to bring, bring their potential to light. For me, that, that there's nothing less, um, joyful than being able to more joyful than being being able to do that to bring somebody's potential to see that oh something they couldn't do before but they could overcome and all of a sudden that becomes their favorite thing to do yeah whether it be like a technical skill they can't play a certain passage because there was something a hurdle getting in their way and they would shy away from it and all of a sudden it opens up the doors when they can do something and it it brings more progress because success can breed more success. So that's what I love about being a professor and working with students who want to do more, who want to reach, reach more and um, really effectuate change in a positive way. Yeah, def def definitely. And so, so I did want to mention, uh, and obviously, what what can people expect then from uh, your your album? Is it a so? It, has your album re released then? Is it, is it officially out? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So so it's been released and it's got um, favorable reviews and um, uh, and mostly for me, it's about uh, whether it speaks to people. You know, it's some of it. Some of the music is very, very different uh, from what might be considered mainstream. Um, and what I was very impressed with, I, you know, sometimes you, you wonder who's listening to the, the music and are people connecting? And I was so surprised when people understood they could actually feel what I was getting at, even though it might, the music might be very different from what they might usually encounter. And, uh, you know, what I mean by different, for example, uh, the piece by uh, Messiaen, the composer, the French composer. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's called, it's entitled Oiseau Exotique, means exotic birds. Okay. Um, the very special quality about Messiaen's exotic birds, Oiseau Exotique, was that it uh, reflected different bird sounds from outside of France. Okay. And, uh, and he was one um, I'd say uh, most, well, the very first to really use it extensively in music the way that it was. Not to, not to say that it was like, oh, a mimicking, let's say, uh, how, oh, a swan might sing, but actual notation of actual bird sounds. And I have to share this. This is really funny because I remember when I was practicing and I have a had a neighbor 
who um, heard me practicing and um, yeah. and uh, I didn't know that before, but like they're, they're, they they like to go birding and and stuff like that. And then um, I was practicing this passage of this, of this uh, Messian's uh, Oiseau Exotique. And then like next time we talked, they're like, oh, you know, sounds like such and such bird, you know, they were saying, oh, what they were, the golden Oriole. It sounded like, oh, you're, you're, uh, it sounds like that type of that, the bird. It's like, whoa. So I thought, well, first, could I like take credit for being, such, you know, such a great interpreter, but also it, it's a reflection on Messi and how accurate he was, how true to, true to form and scale uh, about the, the actual bird sounds, bird songs that they, they, they did. And I actually did an analysis and, and uh, used our modern technology to look at the different sonograms and waves, comparing the musical notation of these birds to actual bird sounds. And it's remarkable how similar they are. Remarkable. So um, it's, you know, I have to warn listeners that, you know, those who've, who might be scared of those Hitchcock films, the birds, <laughs> you might expect something like that <laughs> for for those who uh, have not um, um, experienced that. It's it's a little it's a little it's a little wild. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, where where can they purchase your music from? Uh, where, is it available on Amazon? Is it Amazon? Is that right? I think so. Now you know. I haven't looked at it recently. I haven't looked at it recently, so I'm not really sure. But if if folks want it, and um, uh, feel free to shoot me an email too, uh, or get in contact. I can I can, can certainly look that up. I think Amazon might be a good place to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amazon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because I, I saw I saw a link on the website uh, as well uh, where where they some they can purchase. Um, there's a link on your website as well. And mm -hmm. uh, is that website, uh, have you designed this website yourself or is it designed by somebody else? Well, it is designed by somebody else. So I think we need to, um, there are some things that might need be, to be updated and so. So uh, if, so we'll, we'll, we'll get that going as well. Bear with us for a little while. Yeah, but that's happening. And um, but if there's any other information in the meantime that you would like or you're interested in, yeah, don't don't hesitate to be in touch. Yeah, yeah and and, uh, and uh, what can people? Are, are you working on uh, any new projects or what's the plan at the moment? Oh yeah, I have quite a few new projects, and some of them have to do with the. Uh, the, the special techniques I was talking about. And these techniques, it's very interesting. It's for piano players, but it's really for anybody who uses their hands, in fact. So um, so that's one of the things that I continually do. And that's to help folks who might have some issues, whether it be pains, pain in their, their body somewhere that's from, that's getting in the way of their performance, performing meaning just doing even their daily tasks uh, to doing musical projects, having to do uh, with some performances for specialized groups, piano teachers, music educators, but also general public. I've been doing some things having to do with merging technology too. So um, uh, using some 
um, some special designs. One of the uh, uh, one of the instruments I use is a hybrid piano, and that is a regular piano, um, like the one that you see in the background there, um, but uh, also has electronics on the inside. So what it does is there's a MIDI triggering that can happen that I can use to trigger different images, for example, to happen. And um, working on a project with 3D mapping uh, projection and all that. So to merge different arts elements together. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, absolutely. So obviously, people can uh, purchase your music, and and uh, where where can people reach you? Uh, are you available on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Mm, Facebook prim primarily. Although, if you um, do you use email, you can also uh, I'll type it into the chat. But yeah, Facebook is good, and. Um, Facebook, yeah, mm -hmm. Facebook. Excellent. So, if anybody wants to get in touch with Angelina, uh, if they want to study, because obviously you study uh, and you help students, um, so people, if mm -hmm. they want to get in touch with you uh, regarding studying and be, being a pianist and st uh, studying with yourself, they can get in touch. Get get onto Angelina's website, angelinechang.com, her official website. And, and and you can search for her on Amazon, and I'm sure you'll be able to get her exclusive music, which uh, which is really really good. Um, and and obviously she's on YouTube as well. Her videos are there as well. Um, on the Angelina, I mean, uh, it's, it's, you've done loads of stuff, Angelina, and and uh, it's been very interesting to speak to you. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add and say to you the people who are going to be listening to this on and we're, we're, this is going to be available just to quickly mention on apple podcasts and all audio podcasts where they can be find spotify um geo and uh, google podcasts and uh, amazon music as well it'll be available there for anybody who wants to listen to the podcast you can get onto that um, we will upload it by um, it will be today but tomorrow we it will be uploaded um, so you would be able to listen to it as well. Uh, anything else you want to say to the viewers and the people who will, who will be listen, listening to the, the audio version or checking the channel out for the interview? Yeah, sure. Well, Raj, I want to thank you for doing this podcast. It's wonderful. It's a real quite a bit of work, you know, and um, for your energy. And I love how you say never give up. That's absolutely true because we all have something to give and something to to produce in the world and never to give up and i, I think that's beautiful and it's for bringing to light what you're you've been doing it's really remarkable and you know i, I applaud you for doing that it's not easy and i appreciate what you're doing and continue doing and thank growing you. and all that so yeah thank you raj thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you angeline thank you very much um uh, it's, it's really nice what you've said. Yes, it is. It is. There is a lot of work being done now uh, to make this bigger, to make the community podcast bigger. Um, so obviously, trying to trying to work on that, and obviously, and keep on bringing more people on and trying to make it bigger too, so uh, it becomes more 
known across the more people uh, on the Angeline. But uh, thank you very much for coming on, uh, Angeline. I hope you do have a fantastic rest of the day and enjoy. Have a, have a, have a, have a fantastic week. Thank you very much. Thank you and, so much, uh, Raj. Thank you. Thank you. Great pleasure.